It has been nearly one year now since the high-profile search for Gabby Petito came to a heartbreaking end after she disappeared while on a road trip with her fiancé. Well, now her mother is on a mission to protect others from her daughter's fate. She talked about it with NBC senior national correspondent Kate Snow. Kate, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. So as we approach that one year since her death, Gabby's mother, Nicole Schmidt, joined me to announce the Gabby Petito Foundation's sizable gift to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It will go toward a larger fundraising goal that would enable them to hire more staff and save lives. How are you? Or it's still hard every single we're day. We're trying. We're trying to do good for Gabby and for everybody else. Gabby Petito's mother is determined to help others. This morning, Nicole Schmidt announcing the foundation named in her daughter's honor is donating $100,000 to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Our story begins because of domestic violence tragedy, and we don't want to see that happen to anybody else. The hotline CEO by her side. Do you think some women came forward because they saw Gabby's Absolutely. story? Absolutely. The laughing, loving videos of a cross-country road trip with Gabby's fiance, Brian Laundrie, painted a picture of bliss, but just days before her death. We drove by and a gentleman was slapping the girl. Bystanders called the police in Moab, Utah. There's two people saying that they saw him punch you. We're just independent witnesses by Moonflower. Well, to be honest, I first. I want to jump through the screen and rescue my daughter. She's hurting. She's scared. Looking at it now, do you suspect that that was the only time this ever happened in their relationship? In hindsight, looking at that, no. Gabby Petito's body was later found in Wyoming. The coroner said she was strangled. Brian Laundrie disappeared and took his own life. In June, his lawyer released pages of Brian's notebook that said Gabby fell in a creek and was in extreme pain. Quote, I ended her life. I thought it was merciful, that it is what she wanted. You tweeted fed up with an image that read, narcissists rewrite history to escape accountability. You are not crazy. What did you mean by that? That was his character. Even in his last moments, he wanted to make sure he looked like the good guy, right? That's ridiculous. We know how she died. You think it's blatantly untrue? Uh, 100%. The Laundry's attorney had no comment. After Gabby's murder, the National Domestic Violence Hotline saw an uptick in calls and chats. Strangers reached out to Gabby's family. We got a lot of messages and emails from people that said, your daughter saved my life. I left because of her. But this summer, the hotline is overwhelmed with nearly twice as many calls and chats as last year and wait times over 15 minutes. Every potential call that's coming in is someone's life and that's how we have to think about this. Time is precious, lives are precious. The hotline says the Gabby Petito Foundation's donation will help them hire more staff. Nicole says she's proud of her daughter. She touched the world, right? This whole tragedy that happened, is for a higher purpose. That's what keeps me going. The National Domestic Violence Hotline has a goal of raising $2 million total. Their campaign's called Hope Can't Wait. For more information, you can head to today.com. We should mention Gabby's parents and step-parents have sued the Laundry family, alleging that Brian told his parents he had killed Gabby before he returned home without her. They say the Laundries refused to respond to them or law enforcement during the search. The Laundry's attorney denies those allegations and says, quote, the Laundries had no obligation to speak to law enforcement or any third party, including the Petito family. And Gabby's mom is so courageous. Mm -hmm. She'll be yes. doing this important work. She's really helping a lot of people. Yes. Gabby Petito's death is going to save lives. That's right. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, thank you.
Okay. Here we go. I'm ready. And I have high expectations, guys, for the end, you know, for our saying. So. And what is that, Kim? Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Hit us, hit or start us, not hit us off. I don't know what I that means. I almost said the saying. I need you to be specific. Um, hi, I'm Elena. I'm Mom. Mom <laughs> Doug. I'm not sure. Ding ding. Ding ding Doug. And I'm Sherry, but you know, I gotta say that um, Mom knows that the best way to catch a fish at a flying, you know, fish tor- tournament is live stream. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I don't even know what you just said. I'm just not sure. I can fish, but have you ever sure. fished? Oh yeah, when we lived on the lake. Hmm. Walked down hmm. and yeah, I fished with, and I fished a lot with Ray. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Bass, uh, true. Converse with Stephen. Yes, because like, does fishing just mean you walked put a out pole there? No, nope. walked out there. I and... threw out the line <laughs> <laughs> and sat there and fished. Okay, drinks. Okay. Let's do this. All right, so what is this? This is a classic mimosa. Now, okay. I did y'all's heavy-handed with the OJ. Okay. And uh, I prefer mine like a straw full of orange juice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we would like to be like able to mine. do our... Yeah. I like mine live. podcast. Yes. Okay, here Already? we go. It's time to taste. Not bad. That's not not bad at all. Uh-uh. Do y'all need more orange juice? Some people like a lot. I don't think no, I do. Good. Yeah. That's pretty okay. good. Okay. I'm gonna have to give this a four. Uh-huh. Well, so it's one out of five. Yeah. Right. So classic mimosa four. gets a four. Yeah. Yes. I see. Yeah. Hey, there's no judging on our judging. Well, I do. I absolutely do. The other yesterday. Bubblies. You didn't judge yesterday. They were. Yeah, bad. they were bad. They were bad. <laughs> So what's your what's your four? I'm gonna say four. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the five. I mean, it yeah. has to be up there to be a five. Yeah. Yeah. Classic mimosa, guys. Classic. Nope. Mimosa. It's anyway, pretty four. good. It's Did good you though. use different champagne? Mm. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, are you <clears throat> gonna finish it now? What's happening? <laughs> here? Well, I mean, it's four? good. You know. <laughs> yes. Mm, that's good. <sighs> okay. Mm. All right, so I have wanted to do this case since the whole incident started, which is Gabby Petito. Yeah. And I didn't know if there would be enough information to research the case because it was fairly new. Like, I've been researching Mm -hmm. the Murdoch case, so we'll be doing a bonus on that. Yeah, I will love that one. Because there's murders everywhere on that one. Yeah. Over in, is it North Carolina or South Uh Carolina? It was bizarre. Yeah, it's even made it like on Fox News. That's where I first heard. They're going to probably come out with a movie, betcha. Probably because there's so much. Yeah, but uh, so these were like two crimes that were kind of simultaneous at the same time. So you have Gabby Petito who went missing, and then you have the Murdaugh family uh, murders of uh, the dad Murdaugh's wife and son, and then the attempted murder of him. And so I don't want to get into my thoughts. Uh, until the, the bonus, but I've pretty much called it the whole time. And the friend. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and the housekeeper. Yeah. That, there's dead it's bodies just a, everywhere. It's just, oh, yeah. It's crazy. And the girl on the yeah. boat. Yes. But we'll save the rest. So we're thinking, what, yeah. five? Yeah. So that will be coming. We'll probably do that in between now and the miniseries. Uh, How much you want to bet there might be another one somewhere? 
Oh, with I wouldn't family. be surprised. Well, yeah. the, the uh, gay young man yeah. that yeah. was found in the middle of the road. Yep, mm-hmm. we think that mm-hmm. was the other mm-hmm. son that did mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You we should got look a murdering it up. Family, it's crazy, I think. man. <laughs> but so I was watching both cases and, you know, the, um, what's the word? Like the frenzy around this case. A lot of people said, well, it's, you know, a missing white girl. Uh, that's why everybody's all upset and blah, blah. I will say, like, I hate when people bring in racism and racist crap because I don't know if that's the case or not, but I do know that there does seem to be a disproportionate attention on certain cases versus, you know, black females. I agree. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely that that goes on, but I think one of the things that actually made this so... Um, in your face in such a frenzy is because of her Instagram channel and the social media aspect, which we're going to get into because it was actually social media uh, posts that helped them find her body. And, and I don't like social media that much. I have to use it for like my business and my clients. But in this case, it definitely served a really good purpose. And a lot of people might be, um, you know, familiar with Gabby Petito's case, but I, I, like, again, we want to dissect it and see how we can help others that might find themselves in the same situation. And I would also ask anybody that's listening, if you know that he was abusing her, if you've heard any of the family members or friends come forward, I'd really like to know that. But know that abuse is not just physical, like we talked about in season two. Most of the cases we've done, there's no physical abuse. No. There's gaslighting, love bombing, uh, control and manipulation, a lot of anger, um, but in greed even will come out. But when it comes to like physical abuse, to me, that's not necessarily a marker of danger because it's like these people are with these men that do these things. Some recognize it, some don't. They think it's normal and then they end up dead. Yeah. So this case, I'm thinking it might be more along those lines that there wasn't a lot or any physical abuse until the end. Uh, when they got in that fight, that infamous, you know, Utah state right. troopers, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Now, the Moab, the incident Moab, we're going to actually dissect parts of the video. I watched the entire thing because I think the police got a really bad rap on this. And I was shocked at some of the details I found out that occurred after. Uh, so we're going to actually watch them and dissect what's going on there because I also saw some red flags and some signs that she was abused to a degree, but I also think that she suffered from anxiety uh, and possibly OCD. But she said a couple statements we're going to examine because I think he was really beating her down. And, you know, sometimes, though, when you don't see it all on TV, it's the media. It doesn't show everything. Right. right. Well, and I watched the entire body cam. It was uh-huh. like an hour and 17 minutes, and I watched the entire thing and just was picking stuff out of it. Right. So, and then I made them into segments. Okay, so we'll good. look into it. But, okay, I you know, and I'm, I want to get to the background because I really want to get into the case, you know, but I want to give the background first uh, and then how they met. So Gabrielle, which I think is such a pretty name, it is. Mm-hmm. Venora Petito, she was born March 19th, 1999 in Blue Point, New York. It's like a little hamlet on Long Island, you know, which Long Island's typically middle to upper class, I believe. Uh, the population's just over 5,000. I didn't know what a hamlet was. I guess it's like an incorporated, unincorporated town that's in a county, and it has its own name. So it's like people have congregated in like a, like a, even a suburb-type situation, and they call it Blue Point. And so 
that's a Hamlet. I, had I no didn't idea. know what a Hamlet was. Yeah. Uh, it's 96 plus percent uh, white people, which again seems to be a problem for some when it comes to this case. Uh, and then also, I mean, you've got this, you know, young couple that have met that were, you know, going across, you know, country trips, which they had done one before, which I was not aware of. And we're also going to follow the timeline of the Instagram. I'm going to show you what was going on at what post and all of that. But Gabby was the oldest of six siblings. So she came from a big family. There's her and her dad. And, uh, just, she seemed like a very kind, sweet person. Um, she and her brothers created a video in 2013 to raise awareness of gun violence after the Sandy Hook shooting. So she definitely, um, you know, she just had a compassionate heart. She wanted to impact society in a, you know, a tangible way. And she graduated from Bayport Blue Point High School in 2017. And that's where she met Brian Laundrie. And I believe I've got... Uh, a picture of when they were first dating. Let me see. Nope. Let me get back over here. Um, yeah, it's in this one. And I'll have all these pictures. On the site. On the Aww. site. But that's Aww, both of them. Yeah, they were very young. And uh, and they you know, kind of, I mean, just meeting in high school and starting to date, they we're growing up together, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but you can see, especially on her face, how much he loves her. And, uh, so anyway, it just, it's a, it's, it's a sad story, but, uh, from September of 2017 to January of 2019, she worked as a hostess, uh, and in the kitchen of a restaurant in Wilmington, North Carolina, she had moved to be near, uh, Carolina beach, North Carolina, and then she applied to Cape Fear College, but she never attended. I'm not sure why she didn't. Um, well, actually, you know what? It might have been COVID because once oh, COVID yeah. hit, that's when they decided to go, go cross country. So they worked really hard to save up their money. So that may have been what she decided because she moved there in 2019. Yeah. And we know that COVID hit what? Uh, 2020. 2020, March 2020. I well, it was you know, it, yeah, here. it was in oh. America in October. So the cases started increasing November and December. And then by March, it was full on all mm-hmm, over the, the mm-hmm. world because um, I got it in, in March. And uh, but no one really knew what was happening no. yet, uh-uh. you know. And then uh, she celebrated her 21st birthday in Nokomis. I'm probably totally messing that up, Florida. And then in July of the same year, so at this point we're at 2020, they were engaged. So they met in high school. She's now okay. 21, and they're engaged. So it doesn't sound like there was a typical hurry, rush. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, diving into a relationship. Although, I mean, you could make the argument that they were so young young to be in a serious relationship, but I married my high school sweetheart. So, yeah. you know, it, that doesn't bother me at it all. It can work. Yeah. And uh, in December of that same year, Gabby bought the infamous 2012 Ford Transit Connect van and she converted it into a camper and it was cute. She had it all fixed up on the inside because they wanted to um, take that on their next trip because they found it the first trip that living out of a car was oh, <laughs> yeah. definitely cramped. So I had no <laughs> idea neat. they had done that. I had no, I, d- I didn't hear that ever. Yeah. And what, what was it again? Uh, a 2012 Ford Transit Connect. So it's okay. like a like a work van. Yeah. Yeah. How neat. Yeah, it was neat. And so they got it all outfitted. They were excited. 
Uh, she then worked 50-hour shifts at Taco Bell and also as a nutritionist to save up for her trip. That's Aww. ironic. Sorry, but that's ironic. Oh, it's Taco Day. Well, no. Oh. Taco I'll Bell, sure. nutritionist. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the paradox. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I immediately went to health situation. Oh, yes, and your T-shirt. Yeah. And then Laundry worked at uh, an organic uh, juice bar. And uh, so... Petito had dreams of being an Instagram influencer and YouTuber. And if you break through, you can make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, so. And careers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Crazy. So she wanted to document their travels and their life on Instagram. And then YouTube was a big one, too, which I didn't look up any of her videos on YouTube just because. Uh, I found when we did the Christopher Watts, just oh, because yeah. of the social media presence and the videos, it made it actually tougher to go through the case. Yeah. So once I get done with this case, I'll probably look at some of them, but mm. I just did not want to, yeah. Yeah. to do that before we got started. Uh, she also loved art, yoga, and veggies. That was from her Instagram. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> and Taco Love Bell her. apparently, yeah. And there's a there was things. a yoga pic of her. Somewhere I don't know if I, I love kept that it. picture. Yeah, yeah, I didn't keep it, but oh. she's um, on one of their travels. What does that look like? Oh, she's in her the van looking out. Oh, okay. yeah. So, um, I it was a but I mean, you can see them. On, her Instagram is still alive. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's still on. So people leaving messages. And well, so. I'm not, some do. Oh, maybe I'm not sure that you can delete because. Um, it's owned by Facebook, correct? And Facebook, you can't delete. Oh. Uh, Instagram, you can delete accounts. Oh, okay. Yeah, as long as you have the password. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, but okay. maybe her parents want to keep it up. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. to yeah. see her. On uh, June 17th, 2021. So now she got the van in December. This is now June. Gabby and Laundry visited her hometown for her brother's graduation ceremony. And then they departed uh, July 1st in the Ford van for their trip, um, their their second trip. And they documented it using Instagram and YouTube. And that month, they visited several uh, places, Monument Rocks, Great Sand Dunes National Park, and then uh, and Preserve, National Zion Park, Bryce Canyon National Park, Mystic Hot Springs, and Canyon Canyon Land National Park. Wow. So, um, and I, where the, the cop thing happened, Moab, Utah, yeah. I've been there. And uh, it was funny. I had uh, a person harassing me in the parking lot when I was getting gas, and uh, I had to get quite rude <laughs> there. So I don't have great, because it, it's like you're in the middle of nowhere and uh-huh. you know, a wilderness-type area, and I am very big on when I'm traveling, especially alone, I'm not the most friendly. I'm not right. going to be rude, but I'm not the most friendly because I'm a female traveling alone. Yes. And that was one thing, you know, my dad taught me is don't, you know, don't make yourself a target. Yeah. Be engaged. And, uh, but this is them um, on their mm. first date. So, again, they're oh, pretty. Oh, their first date. Yep. They're pretty young. And, and they're uh, matching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a bit much. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to um, start with some of the pictures um, so this is, uh, let's see, second travel van. Okay, so this is the second trip where they started. So that would be the Monument Rocks. That's where uh, John Wayne did a lot of his 
movies, movies. these westerns. Oh. Uh, so this is their their first stop. There's no place like the tiny home we built. Aww. And then I think his Instagram, which it's gone now, was Bizarre Design. I think that was his because he's tagged in all of them, I noticed. So I'm pretty sure that was his uh, his Instagram handle. Oops. Okay. Let me get back to that. All right. So um, now I'm, I'm going to try to go with these pictures. So I may need help reading that because I'm having a really rough time. <laughs> okay. So on August 12th, 2021, a witness on a highway in or near Moab, Utah, uh, said that he, he, well, he called 911 to report a domestic violence incident, which I could not get the the call. I tried to find it, and I couldn't find it. He said that he saw a couple fighting in front of the Moonflower Community Cooperative in Moab, which I thought was a coffee shop, but now I'm not sure. The caller said that a, a man slapped a woman, and then the two ran up and down the sidewalk when the man hit the woman and drove off. Now, that's very important important for when we get to the video so he hit her and then he drove off without her so a man slapped a woman they were running up and down and then he hit her and drove off in her van interesting no one intervened well they called 911 so that's better than sometimes Mm -hmm. uh another witness also described the incident to police and said that the couple were talking, quote, aggressively, and the young female was punching the male in the arm. The witness said that it appeared that the male was trying to leave the girl and take her phone with him when the female uh, was able to get into the driver's seat of the van before moving over into the passenger, and then the male got in the driver's seat. So he tried to isolate her. Yeah, he took her phone, yeah. he takes the vehicle, and from it was hard to hear on the video but I think what happened is he goes to take off with her phone because he said he didn't have one and he didn't want to be stranded without a phone, yet he leaves her. But anyway, she was climbing through the driver's side window as he's driving off. She's feisty. So, Boy, she is feisty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for her. Uh, the female mm-hmm. her, was heard saying, why do you have to be so mean? Mm-hmm. So later the couple were, of course, identified as Gabby and Laundrie. Uh, others uh, officers were dispatched, and I think the forest cops were there as well. Um, they got the call, and they showed up, and uh, they saw the van. It was driving erratically, you know, and like it, it almost hit like a curb, or it did hit a curb, and maybe it, fighting inside. They were, mm-hmm. and it was next to the Arches National Park, so that's where she's at in this photo. That's got to be before, right? Or after the fight? I think before, yeah, the 2nd. Mm-hmm, July 2nd. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, now, um, the, okay, they stopped the couple, and they found Gabby crying hysterically in the van. And uh, and we've, you know, seen a lot of those pictures. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very sad. Um, she was obviously hysterical. And um, it was hard to calm her down. Like, just everything, they were just trying to, like, you're not going to jail. It's okay. And they were just trying to calm her. Uh, so she's, she was visibly, visibly upset. And I don't think it helped the case uh, with the cops. I don't think it went very well. Okay, so 
uh, right here is July 8th. So this is uh, when they were in Colorado Springs. So that couldn't be the rocks. Uh, that had to be probably uh, monument rocks up in Colorado. What is it that John Wayne, I got that confused. It's the rocks in Utah, and they were in Colorado at the beginning of their trip. I, I don't know. I can't I don't remember. Know. I'll look it up later. So then this is July 10th. Oh, gorgeous. And they were at the Grand Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve. Where is that at? I'm not sure. Oh, how fun. Great sand dunes, sorry. Um, so yeah, she did some sand boarding, I guess yeah. is what you would yeah. call it. So this is the beginning of their, you know, their trip. They're having a good oh, time. Gorgeous. I didn't know that was such a thing, sandboarding. And then this one is July 16th, and they are at Zion National Park. The past two nights camping in Zion have been so cool, literally. We hiked up here in about 100 degrees, and it was so nice coming back to our campsite, campsite watching the sky fill with dark clouds and view the lightning storm and the nice cool air of the light rain. So... Um, and then this date is July 21st. They're now at Bryce Canyon. So they're going pretty pretty fast. Those are really good pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Brian probably took them. Like she would oh, yeah. probably pose and, and things like that. I'm trying and then to find the rocks. This is July 22nd when they're in Bryce Canyon. And then... This is the oh. Mystic Hot Springs. So this is July 26th. Do you see where his hand is? Mm -hmm. On her throat. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it just is weird that these people that end up killing their romantic interests always have their hand on the, the female's, at least, throat. It says um, he did two movies in uh, Ridgeway, Colorado, and Monument Valley. Monument Valley. That's okay. So Monument Rocks is in Colorado. Monument Valley is what I'm thinking of in Utah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then this is on July 30th, and they're at Canyonlands. Okay. So I'm going to stop it here because between this picture is when the fight occurred. So this was one of their last deals, and then this is her in her van. So I'll explain what's going on there. Okay, <clears throat> so they stopped the couple because, you know, they're going all over the road. Um, Gabby was crying hysterically. And uh, because we're going to play the clips later, let me just give you a transcript of what some of, of Gabby, what she said. And I'd like y'all to see if you notice anything that's occurring. So, yeah, I don't know if some days I have really bad OCD. I was just cleaning and straightening up back in the, I was apologizing to him and saying, I'm sorry that I'm so mean because sometimes I have OCD and sometimes I can get really frustrated, not like mean towards him. I just like, I just, my vibe is I'm in a bad mood and I was just saying, I'm sorry if I'm in a bad mood. I just, I had so much work I was doing on my computer this morning and I just now quit my job to travel across the country and I'm trying to start a blog. I, I have a blog. So I'm building my website. I've just been really stressed and he really doesn't believe that I could do any of it. So we've just been fighting all morning and he wouldn't let me in the car before. She taken all the blame. Well, yes, yep. but so she was triggered. Um, she was extremely stressed. And so that's when her OCD kicked in and then he just dismissed or um, dismissed her and yeah. belittled her. Yeah. Yeah. So that right there where he doesn't really believe that I could do any of it. Mm. That tells me 
there's already this dynamic of superiority, um, maybe making her feel dumb, yeah, uh, and less than. And you know, we know with people that are abusers or that eventually kill their romantic interest, there's a big inferiority, and there's a lot of anger. And what I could tell is they both came from good families, but I do think the way his family responded after is really jacked up. Absolutely. And I wish they would actually go to jail for some of this stuff. You know, they may. It's a pretty new case. I hope they do. I hope they do, too. But now, you know, I mean, if someone's, you know, arguing and they say they don't believe that someone can do something, that's not necessarily a sign that you're going to get murdered. (laughs) But it's been my experience uh, at least with Mike, that he's never told me I couldn't do anything. Right, right. You know, in fact, he's the biggest, you know, cheerleader. I, I hate to use that term, but, you know, yeah. he's my biggest cheerleader. And, and I, I don't tell him he can't do what he sets right. his mind to do. So it's just an interesting deal. And I have found with a lot of like the relationships where if it's borderline abusive or dysfunctional, there's usually a dominant you know, spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend that belittles the other, or they just have this generalized attitude of contempt. Yep. And I'm really curious if he did. You know, uh, that family is very dysfunctional. Yeah. I don't know anyone that would hide the, somebody they think murdered their anybody. I was trying Remember to the look case? at their response in that, from the eyes of a mother and having Kent. And I was like, no, there's no way no. I would oh, be absolutely able to hide them. No. I would, no. I'd have to turn them in. Absolutely. What about that case? In a, was it Cleburne? The mother hired or uh, hit her son that had... Was, it was drunk and killed all those people yeah, in Burleson. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she hit him for, I think, over a year. Yeah. Well, and that could be why some kids turn out the way they do. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you've got this entitlement. You've got this um, almost like they're put above everything else, including mm-hmm. decency. That was their defense. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what was that one kid that uh, he got off for being so rich? That was him. Went. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then she went him. down to Mexico yeah. with them and he killed hit a, him out. I think five people, church group going home. Yeah, it is home. the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. done in my yeah. life. Yeah. Okay, so y'all notice as well. Oh, do you have something else? Yeah, I just want to say that like healthy relationships, they build each other up. They're mm-hmm. partners. There's a partnership. Unhealthy relationships are going to be little tear down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah treat you like you're less than talk to you like you're less than yeah yeah i um i don't want to say who but i was in a car with a friend and we were trying to make some dinner plans with her spouse and i don't know if he knew that he was on the car speaker because we were driving but the contempt in his voice and he would like she was suggesting to take different vehicles um and he's like why would we do that no no she was suggesting yeah to take different vehicles, but she had to go by the house first to get something. 
And he's like, why would we take separate vehicles if you're coming here and I'm here? And so he instantly gets this tone and it didn't make sense to me either. It's like, yeah. you know, let's yeah. take the same vehicle. But she, you know, wasn't thinking clearly at the time. And instead of getting this attitude, Made he'd be like, stupid. honey, we can just go in the same car because you'll be here. You know, that'll be convenient. And he could have had a nice attitude about it. Well, he didn't. And then the contempt and the why would you think that? And he like he was just making her feel so stupid. And I didn't say anything, but I'm like, that's ridiculous. And I've noticed that through the years, this contempt. And here's the thing that people need to know about contempt. Uh, And I don't know if it's like a constant emotion, people that have contempt for another feel, or if it's just at times, but contempt is hidden hostility. Yes. So you're trying to cover it up. But also certain personalities can be triggered by what they perceive as incompetence too. And, uh, but that's your personal attack on him, but that's your wife. Don't speak to her with contempt. It's in the delivery and you, you can't, I mean, she didn't mean anything by it. Now, was that just the one sentence or there was more to it? Oh, no, it It went on and on. Yeah. Yeah. He has hostility in my opinion to her. You know, have an argument and contempt's going to be flying all over the place, you know, but, but not this was not that taking two cars. Yeah. She and just she, wasn't thinking. She handled it very well. But, I mean, I might have done the same thing, too. I might have been like, you know, because we're in the car. We got our stuff in the Why car. Would we take you know? yeah. yeah. But anyway, so as you can see, she's downplaying the, the physical altercation. She's trying to cover up Laundry's physical abuse. She didn't mention it. And later you'll see um, more of that when we dissect the videos. I'm not dismissing her role in punching him in the arm, but... He had her phone, and she was trying to get her phone. And plus, so perhaps from that arm, that hand. I'm, yeah, and I'm sure she is feeling very frustrated too. Like, give me my phone, you know. Right. So she probably felt powerless. Well, and, better in the arm than slapping and punching him in the face. However, I gotta say, um, don't hit. Just don't hit. Mm-hmm. If you're a female with a male, mm-hmm. unless of course you're defending yourself, right. don't hit. Yeah, because. You may be prepared to get hit. Yeah. Trigger someone to hit you. Yeah. Uh, Now, when I watched the just parts of the initial body cam video, I had a sinking feeling that they were thinking she was a a, a hysterical female, um, that this might have been her fault. And we'll get into that. But, um, you know, as far as the police, they just saw a young couple that had a fight they didn't there were no danger signals for them right uh and the way she minimized everything um they you know they they handled it the best they could and i firmly believe that um gabby said that she hit laundry first she asked that they not be separated neither wanted to press charges uh, and then they went ahead and did describe the incident as a mental breakdown versus a domestic violence and I'll get to that when we go into the video. Who is they? The police? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they did hmm. it just out of mercy. And so they oh, arranged gotcha. for laundry uh-huh. to stay yeah. at the Bowen uh, Motel in Moab while Gabby stayed in the van that night. I could see that because <clears throat> that way it's not in the record. Mm-hmm. Domestic no one gets violence. Arrested. Yep. Yeah. No one gets arrested. And then they did separate them, keep they them did. safe. So, yeah. That's a smart move. And there yeah. was a lot of discussion, which we'll get into on the video, but the, the cops are just trying their best not to ruin their record and you know, one of them having to go to jail. I mean, it, they, I don't fault them at all. Mm-hmm. And I hope 
anyone that has you know just come to judgment without watching the entire body cam they need to watch it because i didn't see cops neglecting their duty i mean it was an hour they're trying to figure out what to do and what was going on and what was best for them and uh, not only that but she wasn't murdered until like almost two weeks later so the the stop in moab made no difference whatsoever on her uh, future as far as being killed or not uh, I thought, and some people thought, even Stephen said this uh, this morning, well, wasn't she dead two days later? Those cops should have done something. Right. And I said, no, she wasn't dead two days later. It was like two weeks. It doesn't matter. I've had I've heard people say when that was going on that uh, the cops should have done something. But I know from an officer in our family, uh, he said they don't show all the all the info. You yeah, know, like they don't. The one in Florida mm-hmm. where she hit a mm-hmm. police officer. Well, before that... She had jumped him, yeah, and hit him, yeah. So you can't yeah. just you just can't say they, well, they, they um, control the narrative. Yeah, they, they do. do, and the media. And it's not good. It causes problem deaths. It does. Uh, I mean, riots. so much. Yeah, the media their their job is to create a story instead of reporting. Create a story, perfect. Yeah, yes. but what people need to know that that real journalists are rare now and they are adding to a narrative and so in this case they're going after the cops and they're showing just the bits that make it look like the cops were incompetent and that's why i want to dissect this video when you used to look at news you could believe what they were saying now Mm -hmm. i wouldn't believe anything any of them said yeah well the scott peterson remember they the way they framed everything which i believe Uh he's guilty as sin but the way they framed it all he was already Mm -hmm. convicted yeah in the public mm-hmm. opinion, and they've done that over and over, over even to people that are innocent. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they did here. I don't like the media. Now, five days later, so this is now August 17th, so that was August 12th. Oh. On August 17th, Laundry flew from Salt Lake City, so they ended up there, to Tampa back to his home. Just him. Mm-hmm. To obtain some items and empty and close the storage unit to save money because so, they wanted to extend their trip. So okay. he wanted to get rid of his storage unit. And uh, while he was gone, Gabby stayed in the Fairfield Inn and Suites Hotel near the airport. And then she checked out August 24th. However, this picture right here dated, let's see. Oh, I didn't put the date. I'm pretty sure that this picture of her in the van is um, actually either right after he got back or while oh, yeah. she was alone. Because that looks oh, like August him. August 19th? No, it's not him. Well, it looks like a guy, somebody sitting in front That's of her. her. That's yeah, her. Yeah, but look in front in the blue. Oh. Looks like there's somebody there with a hat. Oh, it's a pillow. Yeah. No, no, that's a It's person. a hat yeah. and a person. Yeah, that's a shoulder. No, that's a pillow. Okay. okay. Well, that looks like a shoulder, and he's got a And his back of his shirt not. looks like well, there's something on it. he's not there. On. I think okay. that's a blanket, because this oh, is okay. August 19th. Oh, okay. So he's gone. Mm. So she took the van out and was just lounging in it. Um, she so was probably, probably relieved he wasn't there. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. No, well, I don't know. Um, I don't I don't think so. I if think she loved him. Yeah. But anyway, so this is the picture where she's by herself with the van door open, and she's just enjoying some nice, mm-hmm. uh, relaxing time. So that was the 19th. So he came back uh, the 24th. Um, or the 25th. Now, the last live communications, this was Gabby speaking with someone, 
was August 25th with her mom, and it was FaceTime. So they could see her and hear her. So they know that she was alive at that date. She told her mom that they were traveling from Utah to Grand Teton and then Yellowstone National Park. Mm. And I couldn't find that the mother knew about the police incident. So I don't like a lot of, you know, women that are in those situations, they will not tell their family mm-hmm. what the other person is doing because they don't want them to think bad about them or try to get them to, you know, yeah. it's embarrassing. Well, I think it's more they will cover and they don't yeah. want, you know, to, you know, them say, hey, you need to get away from him. Right. Well, and you, you don't want <clears throat> the, your parents to judge that person or think bad of mm-hmm. that person yeah. moving forward. Because it's very easy to do yeah. as a mother, especially. Now, this picture is the last one of her. Oh. And. Um, oh, I like her tattoos. It was in Ogden, Utah. So at. This, I mean, happy Halloween. You know, it's funny because she's not, it's not Halloween. <laughs> but anyway. August 25th. Yeah. So August 25th is the last post and the last FaceTime. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. And when were the, when was the hour long police situation? That was the 12th. Of August. Mm-hmm. So now we're what, 13 days yeah. later. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, that I was wondering which post was the last one and that was it. Okay. And uh, okay, now I want to give kind of a timeline of what happens next because it's all pieced together, and it's it's really interesting how the cops did it. A witness said that on August twenty seventh, so two days later from this picture and the last call, between one and two p.m., she saw Laundry and Petito together at Mary Piglet's, a Tex-Mex restaurant in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. <clears throat> which I've been there. Me and Dad ate there. Uh, no offense, but the folks up in Wyoming and Montana, y'all don't season your food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I'm from New Mexico and Texas. You need to you need to season your food. But anyway, uh, the witness said that Laundry had an argument with the manager, waitress, and hostess about money, and was aggressive. Oh, wow. building! It's coming mm-hmm. like a storm wow. about to come. Yeah, so he's fighting with everybody about money. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if the pressures. Yeah. Of the trip and being low on money, he flies home to get, you know, extra money loosened up. And and then they're going out to eat and he gets aggressive with all these people. So I think he's starting to feel the pressure. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he's probably a C personality or an uh, S personality where fear and anxiety can sometimes cause aggression, um, frustration and anger. And uh, so... The witness then said later that Petito returned to the restaurant crying and apologizing for Laundrie's behavior. Now, that wow. shows the sweetheart she is, but she's again covering for, for him, him being basically yeah. a poop bird. And and if they if she would have survived and they would have ended up marrying, that would have been the pattern. That had been, yep, all the way. Uh, let's see. The restaurant staff conver- confirmed via Instagram that the couple were at the restaurant. So they they posted on that, letting everybody know they were here. So people on social media were building a timeline that the cops could then use. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Oh, they hadn't found her yet. No. Oh, no. wow. Well, good job, people. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. good side of it. You know, I'm, I'm very happy they did that. Another witness contacted the FBI to report the activities and coordinates of a slow-moving white van 
and a generic young man, white man, acting weird. I don't know what generic, what generic means. means, but whatever. Near the Spread Creek dispersed camping area. Now, that's important. Spread key, uh, Creek. Uh, they saw him on August 27th, 26th, 27th, and 28th. She posted a video to TikTok with her observations, which I'll show you guys that. And then according to the witness, an FBI agent said that her account with regard to finding Petito's body tipped us off to the right place. Okay, so I'll show that in the end. Okay, so we've got another social media. And this time it was on TikTok. Okay, then on August 29th, a woman posted a TikTok video that she and her boyfriend gave laundry a lift from an area near Coulter Bay Village after seeing him hitchhiking alone. She reported that laundry freaked out upon learning that they were going to Jackson Hole instead of Jackson, Wyoming. And he got out of the vehicle at 609 near the Jackson Lake Dam less than 30 minutes after being picked up. The witness found it, quote, weird that laundry offered $200 for the 10-mile ride. And did not appear to be very dirty, despite despite claiming that he'd been camping for days. Oh. And then another witness said <clears throat> that she picked up laundry from the Jackson Lake Dam area around 620. So this is 11 minutes later. Someone else picks him up, she, well, or 630. She wasn't sure, on August 29th as well. And she dropped him off at the entrance to the Spread Creek Dispersed Camping Area. Laundry offered gas money for the 20-minute ride, but did not want to be taken further than the entrance of the campground, which was several miles from the van. Another, According to the witness, Laundry acted antsy about getting out of the vehicle before it got closer to the campsite. Oh. So he was going towards the van? Mm-hmm. Okay. And got antsy. It's weird. I don't know why That's he was strange. roaming out and about. Unless he had to get cleaned up. I don't know. It's just a weird deal. Was there any, like, um, potential drug use? Not that I could find. Huh. I mean, I don't know. A bit erotic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, if you just killed somebody, yeah, you might you not be, be thinking be clearly. Cl- yeah, yeah, I meant yeah. before. I was just curious. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, just to kind of back up, we know that Gabby was still alive the 27th based on this picture. Mm-hmm. Uh and then her mom received a text message that same day. Oh, what? 25th. Oh, is the 25th? Yeah. Okay. So we know she was alive the 25th. Um, but, oh, I know how we know she was alive the 27th because they were in the restaurant. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, and obviously he's agitated. He's aggressive. So she's still alive the 27th. And then her mom received a text Later that day, saying, can you help Stan? I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls. Now, Stan was Gabby's grandfather, and she never, ever called him Stan. Oh. The the dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So I wonder if Stan kept calling Gabby's phone while Laundry is trying to hide the body, clean up, get away, and he's frustrated. And so in his fear, his frustration, he's hyped up. He says, can you call Stan not knowing or recognizing that she would never call him that? So the mother actually is like, that's weird. Good, But it wasn't weird enough for her to be concerned about her safety. She... I don't think she knew about the cops or anything. And so maybe she just, you know, I don't know. I mean, you could think that, 
hey, can you text my mom and, you know, tell her grandpa keeps calling. And then he would call her Stan because he's texting for yep. her. So I'm not sure that would be enough of an alarm and what normal to call the police. person would think she was dead or something right. was right. wrong. So you just assume it's some, you know. Yeah, something weird. like that. Text for me. And I would on. note it. I would yeah. note it. I would note it, but I wouldn't think one of my kids were, were dead. I or. wouldn't, but <clears throat> being the person I am, I would probably call. Yeah, yeah, I would call. Because that would be weird. And I've done that before <laughs> where I got like a weird text like, that doesn't sound like that person. And I immediately call. That's a good tip. And yeah. I would have let uh-huh. them be. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. I would have noted it. Too much true crime. You know Because you know how your daughter or son would respond. Yeah. And what they would yeah. say. So, yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I might think, well, she, you know, had someone else text to, to me for her. Yeah, I'd still call. Yeah. And I, I mean. That's a know, good tip for people, sure. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't want to be. You know, intrusive or that's anything my like that. Thought, yeah. That's where the be rude comes mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. because oh, that's mine. Yeah, because people don't and want to smart. be intrusive, <laughs> and yet something could be going on, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, to me, it's like, no, we need to, um, we we need to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And if you look like an idiot, you look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay. A final message from her phone to her mom was on August thirtieth. So now we're three days later, saying no service in Yosemite. Um, well, if there's no service, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, come on. But she wouldn't text that short of a message. No. Well, not only that, but if you don't have, have service, service, it would. Right. Why are you texting to say I don't have, have service. service? But you know what? But ignore this text. I have done that when I'm in Stephenville working. And my text will go through, but I can't get a phone. A phone Absolutely call. not. I've had that happen in Colorado. So I have said that. Yeah. So it's not unusual to me. Yeah. Right. But for the mother, it was because it didn't sound like her. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. At this point, I think she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I also believe that um, Laundrie was trying to trip up the police to buy some time. Yeah. You know, by sending texts Mm -hmm. from her phone. Mm -hmm. On September 1st, so two days later, Laundrie arrived at his parents' home in Northport, Florida, in the van without... Gabby. Now that was Gabby's van. Right. So he shows up and he told his parents that she was in New York. On September sixth and seventh, Laundry and his parents went camping in Fort DeSoto Port in Pinellas County. Uh, Petito's mother, at this point, they're getting very worried because they've not heard from their daughter personally. They've not seen her face. They've not heard her voice, and. You know, I would be suspicious. I don't know if her mom was. So do you I, think at that point her his parents knew something was wrong? No, I don't. Not at did that they, point. Did they go in her van? I don't know. I don't know, but I, 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 I think at I don't. one point they knew, and one point oh, they were I do. protecting yeah, him for sure. Then. I do. So I think you don't they knew think well. right then? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, and I was wondering how he got away with being there in her van without her. And so I figured that... He probably told them she went home to see her family. Yeah. Um, or in, I mean, why would she be in New York with no vehicle? Well, she probably flew and, and I'll take and the van to Florida. Meet yeah, up, could da, be. Da, da. Well, and I get, again, these people are not thinking that their son killed right, you know, Gabby. Right, so they just believe what And they might have maybe suspected they had a spat or something. I mean, they might have wondered, you know, if something That they happened, broke up but not murdered. But they yeah. probably didn't immediately go to he, he killed her, you know. Yeah. And so they go camping. Well, Petito's mother is getting worried. 
And finally, on September 11th, she filed a missing person report. So this is 11 days later. And I get that they were traveling. She probably had no idea that Brian was home in Florida. Please don't let 10 days go by of not hearing from your child if you're used to hearing from them regularly. So do you think in those 11 days... uh he contacted anybody to let him I don't know, know anything? I he did, but from what I could tell with the parents, because they're suing the laundry family. I would. Is that they were begging them, where's our right. daughter? Right. And I'm wondering if before they filed her, they were like, hey, Brian, can you have yeah, Gabby call? We can't get yeah. a hold of her. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. So he bought time by saying there was no service in Yosemite. They would have no idea how long. They were going to be there. They probably didn't know the poop bird was home with his parents camping, having a grand old time. And so 11 days seems like a long time. But I could see, again, in the everyday life, you're maybe thinking, you know, they're just out of service. Don't. Don't. Don't assume. You know, again, look for things that break off from the normal pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, if the whole trip and the previous trip, she called or texted you know, two to three times a day or called two to three times a day or every two or three days, whatever the pattern is, if there's any deviation, you need to call and you need to try and get in touch with her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. And I would also recommend that you, you, if you have Apple phones to do the find my Mm -hmm. phone, phone. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Those are lifesavers. I don't know if I have mine on. I guess I do. Isn't that automatic? No. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I know where you are. But I don't think you know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> might want to look later. And you might train her on how to find your phone. No, I'm, I've tried. I okay. gave screenshots. Okay. I gave, <laughs> you know. Tutorials. I and gave things. PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, super yeah. important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so four days after that, so we're now on September 15th, Laundry was a person of interest. And at that point, Laundry's parents hired a lawyer. And they remained silent, refusing to talk to anyone, which is smart, you know, even if you're innocent, get a lawyer. However, it wasn't helpful in finding Gabby. So what police did is they surveilled the laundry home. They saw him leave actually September 13th. So he was already a person of interest when they officially said he is in the news conference. Because at this time, it's already a frenzy. They had to know then before they... So they have him surveilled. Mm -hmm. He leaves September 13th. The car he was driving returns September 15th. It's unclear if the police were concerned that he was gone for two days. I don't know. If he was under surveillance, they didn't follow him? I don't even know if they followed him. So they see his car leave. It comes back the 15th. And um, what they found out later is actually the wrong person leaving and returning. But still, if you're under surveillance, you it, follow you right. under surveillance. Right. So police chief Todd Garrison mm-hmm. told reporters on September 16th that they knew where Laundry was. However, on September 17th, his mom filed a missing persons report claiming that he had not been seen since September 13th and that the person they saw leaving and returning was the mother. So perhaps the police were bluffing. Well, I think they legitimately thought he left because actually she had really short hair and she was wearing a hat and it could probably be hard to tell because I don't think he was a very tall person. Um, But they legitimately thought he left and that he returned 
And so it was her. Where? How did he get Do you think out? she, yeah, did she take him? They didn't see two people getting in the car. Well, I know, but, oh. So she was gone two days, a day? Yeah. Two where days? was she? Uh-huh. And it gets more suspicious. Had to be in the trunk or something. I'm trying not to assign to these people things that didn't happen. Right, right. But as an outside person looking in, your first conclusion is they helped him get out. Yeah. Did she oh, say absolutely. where she was at all? And I didn't she's see that in anything. Talking. Yeah, she's not. They got lawyers and they're not talking. Well, that's odd. All of a absolutely. sudden you're gone two days. Yeah. So where were you? Yeah. And where was he? And, uh, and it's like two days. I mean, where on earth could you be? Yeah. The mother initially said the 13th is when he went missing, but she later changed it to the 14th, which just adds to the suspicion Mm-hmm. Like, are you trying to say as a 14th to buy time for him to get away? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I just, so where was she? What was she doing while she was gone? I mean, so what do y'all think? Like, it just seems awfully suspicious. And again, I don't want to accuse someone of doing something that they didn't do. But you know, the she, whole thing's weird. She could have just dropped him off somewhere to give him a head start. I don't think, or to, I don't no, think she would drop him off two. to her death. That is definitely trying to um, uh, create a diversion or something. A day or two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you but leave she your would... home and your life for a day or two? And at this point, I'm thinking protesters are already there. Yeah. You know, I, I can't remember when they started showing up, but, but Gabby is reported missing. It's made headline news. I mean, it was on Fox. That's where I first saw it was on Fox News. So it's going viral. And I know they had protesters at the house. And so anytime the parents would come out, they'd be yelling at them. So were the protesters there already or was it just the cops? But she had to take him somewhere because she wouldn't possibly think he'd kill himself. Well, no, I don't think they thought he would kill so himself. So she dropped him off for but a getaway? But I'm wondering if, you know... He, he wasn't with her, though. He was not in the car. So unless the cops were sleeping, he got in a car, uh, it, you know, when they weren't looking. But I'm wondering if he just took off on foot. And then did they meet him uh. somewhere? And then she took him to live in the wilderness. Because he, he actually was very proficient, and he yeah. camped that area all the time. So he would have known how to oh. survive. So did you confirm that the vehicle was outside and not in a garage? It was outside. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I'm not okay. mistaken, it was a Mustang. Yeah, it, it wasn't in the garage. She'd have to so walk no out her front could, door yeah. and get into the car. So, I bet that's, okay. Yeah, okay. that's a good um, uh, possibility. So here you have the cops saying we know where he is, and they don't. Because they can't tell the difference between him and the mom. You can't tell the difference between him they and the couldn't. mom just because of hat. I don't know. I still I feel like why they, they were bluffing him, and I do not understand why you would surveil someone and not follow them. That right, just I know make that's sense. odd. So I want to end here, and then we'll get into what happens next mm-hmm. and and updates on the case. But uh, for now, he's in the wind and the parents are being poop birds and then gabby's family is just absolutely beside themselves i did find uh this are his that's his uh mom i believe or her mom looks like her i mean Mm -hmm. they're just devastated uh this is one of their camping trips but this journal right here will come into play so we'll we'll get into that in uh part two um 
Let's see if there's anything else. So that was his mother. So was that was the mother a picture of them and dad together. I I thought they were divorced actually. Because um, all I heard on media was the parents, the parents, and I just assumed they were yeah, together. Yeah, I, I thought they were divorced, but they might still be together. But anyway, so we'll we'll go ahead and end this one, and then we'll do uh, part two. Outline of a Murder is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph? <laughs> <laughs>